0: And welcome to the education conversation podcast brought to you by the teaching awards trust this podcast explores the first-hand experiences and teaching insights of past pearson national teaching award winners and leaders in education in today's episode we'll be talking to maura thompson and Jasu vicaria mbe both brilliant leaders in education and past pearson national teaching award winners themselves we're very lucky to have maura and Jasu as judges of the awards and in this episode they'll be discussing their experiences of judging including their standout memories and top tips for those entering.
1: Hi Maura do you want to introduce a little bit about yourself?
2: Okay um I became involved as a judge and um, this will be my third year this year and um, I was winner of the head teacher of the year award in 2000 I think it was 2018-17 um, and I'm a head teacher now this has gone into my eighth year so I was in five years and I'm now in my third year in the Hazelwood Integrated College in Belfast, so t- twenty-four years altogether seems like a lifetime, but um, I still think of loads to learn, so plenty of time hopefully left. What Fantastic. about you? Tell me a bit oh, about your career. I'm
1: actually not too far behind you. I've got about twenty years in the teaching profession, and um, I won the gold for Teacher of the Year in a primary school just a year before yours, 2016. I got that award, and um, I'm a deputy head teacher at a full entry school there's about 700 children here okay i probably should have said a wee bit
2: about the school i'm at actually it's a school for 1100 students it's an integrated school because there's only really seven percent integrated um over here so what that means is obviously you know children from different religions different backgrounds all of that yes. um so we're post-primary 1100 students 200 staff and we're inner
1: city Belfast, so it's really, really enjoyable and always plenty happening. It's fantastic. It's for two city schools, but in two different parts of the UK. Tell um, me
2: this, what about your judging experience? What do you look for if you were looking for a really, really good entry? What would be the things that you would say, you know what, that's a really good entry?
1: Well, I've been judging for four years, um, a real privilege. And I would say from my experience, it's having a clear structure with clear answers for each of the criteria. I think sometimes um, it has to stand out, and we get thousands of entries. And if you just write a short paragraph, um, it's not going to stand out. There's no way that you're doing the nominee any justice. So don't just write it as a job description. I think that's really important. Bring it to life. Similar to us when we observe lessons, I suppose. You don't want to just see the children doing or learning by rote. Um, don't write your application or your nomination by rote. Bring it to life. We want to see Um, the person, as well as the teacher, and um, includes quotes. I love quotes from different members of the school community, children, parents, um, all stakeholders, really. And this allows judges, I suppose, to get a feel for the person. I think that's really important. What about you? What do you look for?
2: Pretty similar. I think some excellent points there around the structure. I like to be signposted. I don't like to read reams and reams of information that I'm trying to find a nugget in the middle of it. So I like, I like to be signed, posted. I like it to be clear. I like it to be succinct. I like evidence. I, I want to know what's the evidence that will show me that this person is head teacher of the year or school of the year. What evidence do you have? Doesn't always have to be quantitative, quantitative, qualitative, of quotes. What, what's the thing that makes them special? What, what's that thing that we could put a finger on and say, you know what? This person's really, really making a difference. I think there needs to be something in there that differentiates the nominee from all of the other all of the other candidates or all the other clans that people come in. There needs to be something where I go, you know what? That's different. That's a wee bit special. That's above and beyond. I think all of those things are re- really really important, and I think it's not always about having the textbook application. You know, it's about showing a little bit of quirkiness, a little bit of difference. All of those things I think really really are really important.
1: I think it's more about when you go in and you know when you go into a school as a judge, you can feel the atmosphere, you can feel what the school is all about. And I think that's what you want to be able to feel you get. A, it's going to be hard to write in a nomination, it's not easy, but you need to get that feel in the writing to make sure that they do stand out from the others. Like I said, we get thousands and like you, you need to be able to signpost it. You cannot be sifting through the thousand of entries that we are reading as well. So, yeah, I think that's really important. Yes,
2: actually, sometimes when there's too much writing and when, you know, something could be said on a line that's maybe said in 10 or 15 different lines, I'm thinking to myself, I, I'm going to, I'm allowed to say I'm going to fall asleep. I mean, so it has to catch it, it has to be, you know, go back to being succinct, but they're the, you know, there could be a snippet of something, but if it's written in 50 different lines, and you have to sift through it, I think to myself, you know, I, I couldn't, this is not conducive to my mental health, reading this application form to find one small thing.
1: And I think that's what it is. We are, um, we're both working as well. And a lot of the judges are always working. So we're using our our time wisely to be able to read these. It's a privilege to be able to read these nominations. And I think that's what it is. If they're waffling on, like you said, you do start yawning in the middle of them. But yeah, you want to be able to be awake. And I think one of the other ones was, um like what you mentioned as well, not yeah. too much data. You want to make sure that it's just not a list of things. It's just not just a job description that's been written. And the other thing was I... I don't know if you found this, but when there's a nomination from the same school and um, a lot of there's a lot of repetition in the nominations as well, so it's just making sure that you are showcasing each yeah. teacher or each practitioner uniquely, and it's not just copy and pasted for each one. And I think that's really important.
2: I think it's important as a school to be strategic in, in your nominations. You know, if you put too many in, the likelihood is that you mightn't have a positive outcome. Whereas Mm. if you say, look, we're gonna put time into doing this right, we're gonna spend a wee bit of time on it to really try and capture what's at the heart of what we do. Mm. I think that's nearly better than, as you say, putting lots of application forms in for different um, aspects of this. Then you don't really get a true representation of what's going on so uh, it's about taking your time it's not an inspection report so I think it's important to say that you know obviously evidence is good sometimes when you can demonstrate improvement and impact is clear but it's we're not inspectors we also want to see the human side of it and we want to see the impact that it's had on the community and the young most importantly the young people
1: yeah and the other thing that I wanted to mention as well is the hyperlinks and not to add too many hyperlinks onto the actually entry form. We want to see them. It'll be great to see them when we come in to do the judging, but to make sure that the actual first entry that is written is full of written evidence instead of the hyperlinks.
2: Have you had any standout memories of judging? I have a couple of funny ones, so I'm going to talk to you about that. But have you had any sort of standout moments when you've been judging?
1: Um, It was really hard for me for this one. Um, I've been judging four years and it's just, I really enjoyed where we've been going and it's just packed and it's showcasing the teaching, but I I can't actually say there's one specific one. The ones that have been great are the ones that have been organised and every minute is packed with evidence and showcasing evidence for that nominee. Um, And there's a real energy and a buzz as soon as um, you enter the school, staff, parents, children, especially the children, they're the ones that if when they're excited is infectious and I think that comes across really well. Um, but I think mainly as a judge, I, I just get wowed when I walk in and you, you can magpie all these ideas, you can bring them into your own practice and I can share it with the colleagues in London or in the boroughs in London. And uh, one of the ones was, um, it was an early years curriculum that was taking place. It was really child centered learning, but it was being applied to a junior key stage two classroom. Um, and that was a wow moment to watch and how they managed to do that. But yeah, what about you? Have you found any? I've had some wow moments and there have been more about the judging experience. Um, I've been lucky to work
2: with um, Garrett Rees, who's been a, a long-term uh, judge, a bit of a wise owl and and we use the time in between. Supposed to pick each other's brains around the systems but um one of the times in, in manchester we were staying in a hotel and my son is a boxer and we met tyson fury of course he didn't know who he was and i was like garant we need to get over there there's tyson fury he was like hey <laughs> so we went over and got a photograph of tyson fury i was like listen and he, he was so lovely he said sit sit down beside me get the photograph taken or whatever and then Obviously, when when he was successful there, Grant had tagged me and he was like, okay, I know who he is now, I know him. So that was good. And then another time we had gone to Wales, it was our very, very last visit. Um, And of course, this was his um, area, it was where he's from. And he had picked me up and taken me through the, the, the valleys. And it was, the scenery was stunning, first of all. And then when we got to the very top of the area of one of the valleys, we had to stop to let the sheep across because they were crossing oh. the road there was nobody else there the two of us were just sitting i was thinking you know what on a normal day i'd be sitting in school at my desk and we just sort of pulled the car over and just i suppose took in took time to notice and 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 um capture the atmosphere and it was just lovely to have a wee bit of breathing space we then went to visit one of the schools um and and i suppose i got this from Gert. He he's very mindful of children and he always says in the interviews if there's anyone that would like to talk to us, you know, not in a group format. You know, some children find that difficult. Um, and a child had said, Look, can I stay behind? I just want to talk to you about, you know, the impact. And it was a bit of an Educate New Yorkshire moment. The the, the students said stayed, stayed behind. They talked about, you know, how significant they the speech impediment, how significant it was, and how the teacher had helped them. And by the end of it, the two of us were like, the tears were tripping me. I was like, God, this is not good for my health. I can't be coming in here crying at the time of so some of those really intimate special moments I think you come away thinking I am so privileged to be here to see this to get to chat to these children to be part of an experience where you can clearly see that educators are making a difference to the lives of young people and and when they share that at times it's very special so I've enjoyed that um Part of it i think that has been probably one of the most special times those sort of three integral things
1: and i think it's um it doesn't matter where you are we travel across the uk um but the actual skeleton of teaching and learning doesn't change yeah. if that makes sense um you've still got the children are just children and they're just beautiful and that love and innocence that and excitement that they showcase it's It's very special and it tugs at the heartstrings. What do
2: you enjoy about being a judge?
1: I find it hard to choose one aspect of it, to be honest. Like I said, it's all across the UK. Um, The teaching is happening um, and there's some great practitioners out there. But I think it's the fact that as judges, we get to see that firsthand. We get to see the dedication that's demonstrated um, by the practitioners, by the teachers and the learners. And I think judging is the gift that keeps on giving. We get the award. I got the award four years ago. But yearly, I get to see good practice and celebrate it. And to be part of that is a real privilege. And I think that's the bit that, for me, is the most enjoyable part. It's, And it doesn't even matter, even in, during this time, during COVID, during lockdown, anything else, um, the Teaching Awards have still managed to do it virtually, digitally. And we're still celebrating teaching and learning. And I think nothing gets better than that. And I never thought I'd... I mean, I thought the travelling, the really long hours on the train, um, it will, used to be interesting anyway, With especially with all the delays. But now I'm really looking forward to that. So I can't wait to be able to get back there. It'll be like a holiday, I think, to be able to go and judge and do uh, face-to-face visits again. What do you enjoy the most?
0: I,
2: well, I just enjoy... Sometimes that would have been, I was going to say, I enjoy the humility. I love going to see people who who don't even recognize how good they are and the difference in the impact that they're having um and I always come back even though like yourself I've won the award I always come back and go oh my god I need to up my game I need to get better you know it always <laughs> refreshes me brings me back with new ideas replenished rejuvenized ready to like go okay I need to get back to this um I love the ideas I, I, I go around different places and when you see some of the ideas that are refreshing I think that are I love capturing some of those relationships those those intimate moments where people share with you stuff that actually in some instances has been life-changing some of the stuff yeah. that people have shared i've actually felt overwhelmed you know that that educators and um people in within the teaching wards c- could display the levels of compassion and empathy and current and i also love the students i always think there's always a story or there's always um, an interaction that you come away I would fly back over and I always think about it on the plane and you know that just big smile where you think did that just happen or did they just say that or (laughs) I I also love the company of the other judges I think it's a real opportunity to learn Um, and for me obviously we have different systems here and and in Wales and in England to be able to go and and tap into the expertise, I mean, Gareth at the minute is working for the Welsh Government as uh, as in an advisory capacity, and and is was older than me and and had been judging for ten years. So the opportunity to tap into his very vast brain and you know get some of his life experience and some of his calmness, um, and wisdom to be able to take back into my role, I just find completely invaluable, and I like meeting new people and and getting away from your own system and getting an opportunity i mean i'm thinking one of the best things that i really enjoyed um the year before last was flew over in the morning sat in london bridge had my lunch um went to the the judging then went to um the house of commons and i was home that evening and i thought did that all just happen <laughs> did that all just happen did that all just happen so it's always refreshing it's fun it's enjoyable and, and and you know it it brings you back to the very core purpose of why we do what yeah. we do because it showcases some of the very best practice that forces you to revisit your own um and, and as you said it, it's a privilege it's 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 a very humbling experience it's a yes. very Um, insightful experience um, and I I always come back thinking, God, there's been wonderful learning there.
1: I think um, in our profession, we don't have time to think, we don't have time to reflect and um, judging allows us, um, look at you, I'm worrying about these train journeys, you've got flights (laughs) to have to think about Um, but it does give us that time to reflect and to see some amazing different things and like you say, just magpie it all and take it back um, and just be inspired again in our own roles. And so why do good. you
2: think it's important that we recognise teachers? Why, should this, why, why was it so important to continue even during lockdown?
1: Taking on the task of shaping young minds is a big, big responsibility. And um, to say that teachers can change lives is not an exaggeration. Um, and they are the backbone of society. And I think in the current climate, society is beginning to both see and understand that teaching is not easy. Um, it's not a job that anyone can do and more importantly teachers don't actually see it as a job they don't stop working when the school bell rings they have a a round the clock habit um, and a work ethic and they dedicate their lives to their students and I think if you're putting all these hours in whether it's marking or preparing resources um, it needs to be appreciated it needs to be recognized and um, we're very fortunate to be part of a team and a family for the teaching awards, and it's a platform for this to happen. What about yourself?
2: I suppose, particularly in the current yeah. climate, um, I think it's really important. It's it, it, it's a vocation for me. The teaching job is a vocation. It's not for money or holidays, unfortunately. Um, you know, contrary to I suppose people's belief, for me, I think it's important to recognise the difference that people are making, and and sometimes in some very difficult circumstances and and sometimes being exposed to a roller coaster of life in terms of the challenges that 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 are met and and i think it's important to say to give that reassurance to say listen you're 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 doing a great job you know you've made a difference um we really appreciate what you do we appreciate the the contribution that you have made and the potential impact of that on society and on the impact of that on on the lifelong experience of the learners as opposed to you just shaping their life at that stage because the impact that a teacher can have from nursery all the way through I mean I still at my age can remember you know at a a basketball teacher she wasn't. She didn't even teach me um any any particular subject but got me into sport and that changed my life that changed my life and every time I meet her I said her I she's still she's still teaching she's teaching part-time and I said to her I blame you if anything goes wrong, I'd say, now. Nah, if she hadn't got me in that basketball. So I think it has, particularly for me, because I've had very, I suppose I've had mixed experiences like everybody, but I've had some real strong positive role models who have really helped, I suppose, shape my life. And because of that, I think it's really, really important because mm-hmm. a lot of the time some of these people are on some heroes. They don't do it for any type of recognition. They do it because it's in their bones. It's what they do. It's a vocation. It's a calling. And I think it's really important that people sometimes say, you know what, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. You're doing life changing work. And, you know, a lot of these other people
1: have plenty to say about it. But, you know, walk walk a day or a mile in my shoes. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. Is just celebrating that and giving that time to them, isn't
2: it? It is.
0: Thanks so much, Samora and Jasu. I know lots of you are getting your awards entries in for the March 12th deadline, so that's a really helpful insight into what makes a great standout teacher or school. If you want to enter the awards or just find out more about the categories, visit teachingawards.com. Entries close Friday, March 12th. We're now going to finish up with some of our favourite Thank a Teacher messages from this week, and all of these senders have given permission for their messages to be shared. Dear Mrs B, Thank you for being a great teacher for us key worker children. It must be really hard to still go to work every day and help us learn when most people have to stay at home. You are a brilliant teacher and person. My mum couldn't teach her classes without you and my dad couldn't go out every day and help key workers with his job. You are my hero. Dear reception staff, thank you for all the hard work you are putting into the remote learning for my daughter. She is thoroughly enjoying this new way of learning and it has helped us as mother and daughter to become closer than ever. An unforgettable time, but for a positive reason. A lovely bond with each other. Dear Mrs Y, thank you for always being nice. Thank you for doing the best you can. I really love my school. I think it is the best school in the world. If you'd like to send a thank you e-card or learn more about the Thank a Teacher campaign, visit thankateacher.co.uk. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on social media to stay up to date on the work of the Teaching Awards Trust. For Pearson National Teaching Awards on Twitter and Instagram, it's at teachingawards. And for Thank a Teacher, it's at Teacher on Twitter and at ThankaTeacherUK on Instagram. A full list of all our social media handles for LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram can be found in the show notes. So do follow us to stay up to date with our work. That's all for today's episode. Next time we'll be catching up with the Echo Eternal project from Core Education. 2020 winners of the award for impact through partnership so make sure to join us then goodbye